Hello, and welcome to Surviving HG, the Truth About Plant Medicine podcast. I'm your Canadian host, Tori Moline, and I can't wait to share with you all the brave, untold stories of women who faced hyperemesis gravidarum and courageously chose to use plant medicine. These stories carry with them raw experiences, brave vulnerability, and ultimately the intuitive powers HG moms have deep within inside of us. This podcast marries two untalked about subjects, HG and the generation of women who were silenced, and the natural yet stigmatized powers of the cannabis plant. HG is the picture-perfect illness candidate for cannabis, but because it involves pregnancy and growing a baby, doctors in the medical world are reluctant to try it and to recommend it. Decades worth of propaganda still contributes to many people, including these doctors, outlook on plant medicine. In some places like the UK or Texas, for example, HG moms who choose to use cannabis out of survival to save them and their baby are persecuted. In other places, HG moms are given a hard time by social workers, family members, partners, hospital staff, and their OB and midwife. HG moms deserve justice after centuries of suffering. HG moms deserve to know about plant medicine as an option during HG pregnancies. HG moms deserve to know there are other women fighting just like them and making the brave decision to go against the social norms and choose plant medicine. HG moms need education, resources, and community after centuries of being deprived from it. These stories you are about to hear are from moms who bravely shared them in hopes of helping create change for future HG generations. These stories deserve to be heard. These stories deserve to be protected. And these stories deserve to be shared and listened to. These are the untold stories of HG plant medicine moms. A mom who wishes to remain anonymous due to being an educator in the state of Tennessee Um, and talking about plant medicine here on this podcast, shares her story about how she bravely fought HG twice uh, without a lot of education and resources given by medical professionals. She followed her intuition and used cannabis after being a mindful cannabis consumer. And she talks about that emotional journey of how hard HG is during pregnancy and the emotional toll It took a little bit on her postpartum and following into her next pregnancy. Um, This mom bravely shares her story and her courage during this time. And I can't wait for you all to hear it. Here we go. And so you have quite the story behind both of your births with um, both of your boys, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have two boys. Yeah. And so your first one, your first pregnancy um, took place in what year? Um, oh, good question. Okay, let me think. He was born in, so my oldest, um, he's going to be four in March, March 1st. And so, um, let me see. I was pregnant 2019-ish, 2018-ish, yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. And so, I guess when we think about 2018, 2019, we think about a time where Moms didn't know a lot about hyperemesis gravidarum. No. Um, and so was this was this your experience as well? Were you, I guess, maybe walk me through that beginning kind of time of your pregnancy, figuring out exactly what was going on with you. <laughs> right. Um, so like you said, I had never heard of the term um, even until really until 
probably like halfway through kind of towards the end of my first of my first pregnancy. Like I never heard of it um, before. I never really heard of it, even like when I was preparing or thinking about, you know, getting pregnant. It Even when I was having initial symptoms, it was never brought up. Um, so along the lines of, you know, those initial symptoms, um, I, it was probably like, I remember it hitting me pretty early on, like not too soon after I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, probably around, probably around like four or five weeks, I want to say. And actually I'd even, I mean, that's really how I found out I was pregnant. Um, we were on, my husband and I, we went on vacation, um, to the beach and I, on the way there, I was like feeling kind of, you know, feeling kind of weird, but I was like, you know, maybe I just ate something bad. Um, and then later on into the trip, like I, you know, was feeling horrible, like nauseous, just, I was like, you know, like, okay, I must've really like ate something bad or caught something. And then I started throwing up and I was like, I was like, um, sweating. Like I just could Mm -hmm. not, I could not keep anything down. And I was like, okay, maybe I was like, wait, you know, let me count back. I was like, okay, yeah, I am late. Like I had even realized, um, you know, that I'd missed my, that I missed my period. So we went and I brought a pregnancy test, um, and took it in the hotel room there and found out that I was, and found out there that I was pregnant. And, um, that was, that was kind of crazy finding out like that. Cause at first it was like really exciting. Um, but then I felt so awful, you know, at the same time. Right. You were thrown Uh, into it so fast. (laughs) Yes. And it was like, we were on, and we were on vacation and we had driven down from where we lived. So, and like in the initial thought before I, you know, knew that I was going to be pregnant and sick, it sounded like a great idea. Like, you know, let's take a little road trip down to the beach together. Um, and so we had driven 12, it was almost 13 hours. And wow. so we had to drive that back. And I was like, I don't like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make this. And so I was like, I had, I, I remember calling my mom and I was like, A, I'm pregnant. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and then B, um, I told her, I was like, I, this is how I'm feeling. Like, and you know, I was like, I can, I'm getting dehydrated. I like, I can feel my body like getting dehydrated because I'm not able to keep any fluids down. I can't eat anything. Um, I'm just basically like laying in the hotel bed, like all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, do you think I should, do you think I should fly back? But, um, we were only gonna, it was like, my husband still had to drive the car back. So, you know, we were going to be, um, be separate. And I didn't want to have to fly back by myself because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So long story short, we ended up driving back and that was the worst. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, like the, like how bad, just imagine that in like a 12 hour car ride. And the motion sickness doesn't. Yeah. The motion sickness. (laughs) And on top of that, like, I think I, I I remember like taking Benadryl just so I could like kind of like sleep through it. And Mm -hmm. like, it kind of just kind of like took the edge off a little bit so that I could just basically like pass out and like sleep in the passenger side. But every time we stopped, I was like sick. As long as we were moving, you know, the motion kind of actually like kept me okay. But anytime we stopped, I immediately got sick, Mm -hmm. Um, got back home and everything. And 
So then I finally, you know, was able to make an appointment to see a doctor. And of course, you know, I brought, you know, I brought up my concerns in that, um, you know, it's kind of hard at the beginning because you don't know like what's normal and what's, you know, not, not normal. And when <clears throat> I might have to get some water too, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no problem. But, um, I was, when I brought up, you know, my concerns and my symptoms, during my first appointment, it was just kind of like, you know, like brushed over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was with your, sorry, uh, <laughs> was that with like a family doctor or an OBGYN? How does it work? Where it you was, yeah, it was with the OBG. Yeah, it was with the <gasps> OBGYN. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And they, uh, at, they just kind of brushed it off. Um, did your mom have any insight as no, to she, like sickness with pregnancy? She didn't. Well, I mean, I, my main question with her was like, you know, did you experience any of this? Because I'm one of five. My mom has had five kids. So I was like, surely, you know, like with one of us, like you had something like this. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, like with one of my siblings, she had, you know, she was nauseous. And I remember like she would, you know, throw up every now and then. But I never remembered it like how I went through it. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And so uh, I was. And so that was one thing where I was like. You know, I was comparing, I had that comparison and I was like, okay, this seems like this is not, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, when I started feeling more, you know, concerned, of course, but it's, you know, it's like that journey just kind of of doing your own Googling and self-diagnosing and you're like, okay, I know it's got to be more than just like, you know, morning sickness. And then you're trying all these different remedies Mm -hmm. and, you know, nothing's, you know, nothing's really working and you're at, and at the same time, you know, you're losing weight. So it's just, it's a lot in the beginning. It is so much in the beginning. And to like, in that 2018, 2019 time, like when you went to Google, you probably didn't see very many good things when it came to like, I guess what we'll kind of get into about cannabis and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I, I mean, I don't think I ever came across anything during that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very, very hard to come by. Um, I guess before we jump to that, we'll, um, sorry, jump back to your uh, OBGYN appointment there where they, was it a girl or a boy who was your OBGYN? It was a a woman with both. Yeah, I had... Yeah, I had all, I pretty much had all, um, so the way I had, um, I had an OBGYN and then I had midwives, um, kind of for like my later prenatal care, Mm -hmm. um, and during my birth mid, I I had midwives that delivered. Okay. um, Yeah. Both, but they were both hospital births too. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, once your doctor kind of brushed off your puking, you went home and you started the Google searches and the remedies and all that kind of stuff. Um, walk me through, I guess, kind of the next part. So maybe the next time you returned to the doctor, or did you express um, concern or were you kind of more in the mindset you were going to keep it to yourself? Um, That's a good question. I, I think I kind of kind of got the vibe that like I was being ignored (laughs) um that like I wasn't being taken seriously um and so I I'm trying to think I think I I only went to the ER once 
um, with my first. Um, and I feel like I probably had a really, um, what am I trying to say? I had a really, I must've had a really high tolerance <laughs> at that point, um, at mm-hmm. that point, because with my second, I went three times at least, but I also knew more and knew like what I needed. I think, um, true, true. And I knew, you know, my symptoms and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to think back what your question was. Oh, I, no, that's okay. I, and then, so I was just saying like with your second there, um, and your kind of second time going back to the doctor, talking to them, um, and them still kind of giving you those vibes of ignoring you. Uh, yeah. when, when did you decide to use cannabis then to cope with hypermesis gravidarum? So with my first, with my first son, it was like I was definite. I wasn't even really smoking a whole, really a lot at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until. I'm trying to think how far along I was. I was probably because it just seems so long. <laughs> seems so long in the beginning. Um, I was probably around maybe twelve weeks when I finally like decided to try it. And when I say decided, like I had been really thinking, like debating about it for a long time because I would usually smoke on my period. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, when I was going through my cycle because it helps with it helped with my cramps and I was usually kind of nauseous, too. So along with that mindset, I was thinking like, OK, this might help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also really like worried about what my husband, even though my husband is um, smokes <laughs> more than I do. I was worried, you know, what he would think about me smoking while pregnant mm-hmm. um, or using cannabis at all while pregnant. Um but eventually, like once I told him, kind of like, I think that it might help. He was like, well, he was like, you should, he was like, you should try it. And I remember I did. And I was like, and I remember, you know, I remember that first time, like, wow, I can actually like, I don't even know. It was just like, <laughs> I can, I can just like, not be not, I cannot be nauseous. I can mm-hmm think about eating food I could actually eat some food you know so it just opened it opened up um you know a lot of doors yeah did you have any like go-to foods during your pregnancies with HG uh with my first blood oranges which I don't know if y'all are familiar with those up there um Mm -hmm. But blood oranges and pre- and pretzels, like the hard, snacky pretzels. Oh, the hard pretzels. I was a fan of the soft pretzels when I was pregnant. That's so funny. <laughs> that is funny. I, um, yeah, so I guess something like salty and something sweet now that I think about it. But I was obsessed with those. And that was really kind of like probably my third trimester by the time that I was able to, you know, eat kind of more to really be like, <laughs> have an obsession or a craving of something right right with my second um with my second son I don't know I did I craved a lot of fruit with him later on too I think um but I I definitely I was my symptoms were definitely more manageable with my second um but at the same time like I said, I went to the e like I went to the ER more. So I don't know. I just kind of it kind of weighs on different scales. Yeah. Was your uh, was your job affected by your pregnancies? Yeah. So I'm in education. Um, 
at the time I was in the classroom with with both my pregnancies, I was um in the classroom um at least, you know, seven, seven hours, seven and a half, eight hour days. So it was definitely hard. Um, I don't even know like how I made it through sometimes. I remember one time I got to I got to work and I just had to and I just like curled up in a ball under my desk. I like turned all the lights off. Thankfully, it was a day we didn't have kids at school anyway. It was just like a teacher day. Um, yeah, but I just like I couldn't the stit like the everything stimulated me. I mean, imagine like how much stimulation, smell, sound, light, you know, there is in a, you know, in a school building. So much, so much. So um, that was definitely that was definitely hard. And then just I didn't want to have to explain to my coworkers. I didn't want to have to explain to my, you know, to my supervisors why I was missing so much work, why I was going to have to take off, Mm -hmm. um, why I was late, you know, why I was with my second son. I had I forget what it's called, but um, I had a lot of excess saliva. And so I was always spitting. I had to have a spit bottle. Like, it's so disgusting, but it was, apparently, it's like, it was one of the um, symptoms, you know, of HG, so I didn't have that with my first, which was really interesting, so yeah, it was definitely impacted, Um, I missed a lot of work, I was out of sick days, so um, by the time I was, you know, did give birth, I didn't have any extra sick days to add on to um, my FMLA, which is just like the um, federal like standard leave that you get. Okay. Um, How long is that again? It is. I, so I think it's eight. I believe it's eight to 12 weeks. 12 weeks is the max. Um, so I took the max, which was 12 weeks. Um, but the way, but the way your pay is given out is kind of funky. So it's just kind of, it's like if you run, since I used all my sick days when I was, you know, pregnant, mm-hmm. it's like whatever I had, um, whatever you have left over, you could attach it on, but I didn't have anything. So you have to go unpaid um, basically after your leave, after your leave is up. Um, and I did that with, with both of my sons. So, I mean, it's definitely... It's not a system set up from from others. <laughs> yeah. Um when you were giving birth at the hospital, did you mm-hmm. have any interactions with social service uh yeah, social services? No, I I did not. Um it was um with my first son, I well with both, I didn't I never um disclosed I never chose to disclose it to um, my doctor or any okay. medical, any yeah. medical, um, I did do a lot of research. I knew the laws in my state, so I just didn't really feel comfortable, um, with that. And I mean, you know, that was something that my husband and I, um, were in agreement with. And, but we also kind of, but we also had a plan for, you know, what if I do need, what if I do have to test, you know, and knowing, you know, if, you know, if I do, well, when it does show up positive, positive, you know, just kind of things. Those were definitely mm-hmm. things we talked about, which helped, um, you know, just mentally, I think, kind of calm some of those what ifs. It was just like yeah, knowing like, sure. OK, well, at least we have a plan. 
Right. Having a game plan. That's, uh, that's so key because, um, yeah, like from the moms I've talked to, you know, having like that, I guess, support person that the, that the government wants you to have or whatever, if you do test positive and a lot of people yeah. don't even have that support person that, you know, can come yeah. into their house. So having that yeah. game plan with like supportive family members is yeah. So, so important. Ah, there's so many, so many aspects. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so you were given, you took the maximum 12 weeks, you said, for? Um, yes, for maternity yeah. leave. Yeah. Okay. And so then you went back to work after that, hey? Yes. Um, with with both I did, but one of my sons was born in the summertime. So I had, um, I came back a little bit after the school year had started, oh, had already okay. started, if that makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, but with um with both, I did go back to work uh, right after those twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that was enough time, twelve weeks, to recover from what you went through? Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, with my first son, I just you know it's it was kind of like this is what you do. Um, you know, you have a baby. Your twelve weeks is up. Mm-hmm. It's time to go back work and thankfully my husband um his job at the time we were in a position where he was working nights so he was able to stay at home um and watch our I mean he was still a baby so it wasn't too much (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that he was still able you know to be there with him during the day times um but yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely hard sometimes. Yeah, no kidding, for sure. Um, I have like, I guess a kind of a different question for you. What, what was your first experience like with cannabis? Like before you had to use it for HG, um, yeah. what was your experience with cannabis? Like how did you consume it before? That's a good question. Um, so I was so my when I met my husband, um, I was not I had no interest whatsoever. Um, he introduced me. Um, and at the time, like and at the time it was I was cramping. I remember it now that I think about it. So I was like and I had always had really bad cramps um, when I was on my cycle. And he was like, you, he was like, you know, you should just like try. and see you know how you feel and then if you don't like it you know you don't have to try it again and I was like you know so I tried it and I was like you know I really did I was like I really did feel better um Mm -hmm. but really for the most part like I've really only ever like smoke with my husband we we do edibles sometimes um but I've also kind of gotten into growing a little bit just because I um I am a huge plant lover anyway, and it's just kind of a way like that I feel like I can connect back to the plant itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely a, I would definitely say it's, you know, kind of a a part, I do use it. I mean, I use cannabis daily. And so it's a part of my life um, right now anyway. And so I've kind of, just finding more ways to like embrace it and, mm-hmm. and, um, 
built that relationship, I guess, has been has been interesting yeah. over the years since when I first, you know, was introduced to it, like you said. Yeah, your love for the plant has just grown. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, did you consume, uh, how did you consume during pregnancy with cannabis? What was like your go-to way of consumption? So that's a good question. Actually, and this is a, I forgot to bring this up. The smell was a huge trigger um, in the beginning. And that was another, that was another thing that like, another reason why I was so put off. I, why I kind of waited a while to try it. Um, was because I couldn't get over, you know, the initial like smell of it. Mm-hmm. And that was hard too, because my husband, like he, I would smell it on, you know, I would smell it on him. Um, and that, you know, that was like a trigger. So, but of course, once I, um, and usually I'm sorry, usually I smoke joints or, um, that ha- I'm trying to think if I had a bowl at the time. I think we, yeah, I think we had like a glass bowl at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually just, usually just joint papers or the glass bowl. Um, oh, cause okay. I, yeah. I wanted to try, you know, like to keep as clean, you know, as clean as possible. Um, you know, as far mm-hmm. as like what I, you know, as far as what, because I was choosing to smoke and that was the fastest, that kind of felt like the fastest, um, response reaction. Does that yeah. make sense? I know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I agree. <laughs> And because like I did try, you know, edibles are hard because, you know, you still have to get over, of course, like just the eating part of it. Um, I did try some like drops, you know, like under the tongue drops, I think. Um, And those have potential, I think, as well. Um, I think so, too. It's just a matter of like a regimen for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just kind of like your body giving your your body time right that's right yeah yeah hg sets on so quick you just want everything that's gonna work fast like (laughs) there's no time to mess around (laughs) which um i forgot i did so i don't know if you if this was one of your questions about like what other medicines or anything oh yeah no please share please share okay okay um so with my first um i was prescribed zofrin um, with my first pregnancy. And mm-hmm. so I was on that until, mm, I would say probably seven months before, seven or almost eight months before I felt like I was able to like wean myself off of it. And that was, you know, along with using cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my second son and, but with my second son after, you know, doing more research and kind of finding out more about like what Zofrin it was actually, you know, created for and kind of, you know, finding more about like some of the effects and long-term side effects. I was like, oh, I was like, I'd like to try to avoid that this time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was more on game plan, you know, about using cannabis to treat most of my symptoms. Um, and then along with, I did use, I don't know if you've heard of like the Unisom and B6 combo, Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of, and that did, that did work for me, um, for a little while, but I know still like that Unisom, you know, is a sleep aid. Um, so it's just still like, 
you know, you're, it's kind of like picking the lesser of two evils. It, feel, it feels like a lot of times when you're given these prescription choices and you want something, like you said, you want something that's going to work fast um, because like you don't have the time to sit and wait, you know, even 30 minutes feels like a long time to wait for, yeah, you know, trying to get food into you. <laughs> exactly. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I had something and then I missed it. That's okay. I'll, I'll remember it after, but I have another okay. question. <laughs> um, and I guess we'll just jump into this part. Um, so I know like, uh, with postpartum, you you weren't able to have like too much of a recovery in the United States. They only have that like 12 weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I know, were you able to find something that really helped you to kind of deal with the postpartum aftermath of HG? And if you want to talk about any of the HG postpartum aftermath, feel free. Yeah, I don't think I really knew at the time. Um, I, I mean, in my head, like, especially, you know, with my first it was like, okay, after I give birth, then this is, you know, I'm not going to, like, this is not going to be a part of my life anymore. You know, HD, like, I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I realize that I was still going to have trouble brushing my teeth in the mornings, um, just due to, like, gag reflex. Um, I did find that it was, after, especially after I stopped breastfeeding, which was um, a whole nother battle in itself. But I lost a lot of weight um, and it was hard. I had trouble like gaining that weight back and even still, and then it kind of happened again after when I had my second son. So even still, like I'm at the smallest that I've probably, ever, well, since I, I've probably been since like in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, And it's not that like, I don't want to eat, you know, I was, like I was telling my husband, like I just feel like my appetite has cha- has definitely changed since um since having well since giving birth mm-hmm. and since having HG and I feel like the way that my body processes food is different. I can't really explain it and like I don't even really know um like what how it is different. It just you know it just feels different. Um, I I get and, what you mean. I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And then just like with my teeth, I remember um, I went to the dentist after my second son and she asked, um, she, or she, the, what am I, the people who, the hygienist, the dental hygienist uh, was cleaning my teeth and she was like in the back of my molars and she was just like, I just noticed you have a lot of erosion back there. And, um, you know, I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, throwing up you know, 20 something times every day, we'll do that to your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, I just told her, I was like, yeah, I, I threw up a lot when I was, pre- you know, when I was pregnant. Um, but yeah, that was, that was also another kind of like side effect of HD that I had to deal with in my postpartum, just a lingering um, effect of, of it along with, of course, you know, the emotional and, um, psychological you know kind of trauma that that comes from basically being feeling like you were starving you know every day Mm -hmm, exactly now I know from uh like following you on Instagram you're really big into gardening has gardening helped you with like uh maybe the way that your body now tries to or the different way that your body processes food or your taste buds has you has has 
what am I trying to say? Have you grown your, growing your own food kind of helped with that a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand your question. Um, yeah, it definitely has. It's given me just kind of like put getting your hands, like touching your, you know, the food that touching the food that you're growing, like from a seed and being able, you know, watching something go from a seed to like an actual plant that you can like eat and bring in your house and cook. It's just crazy. Like it's so, it's such a, um, fulfilling emotion and, um, for, especially with my kids having them involved and, um, you know, we're kind of, well here, we're kind of gearing up right now for the, um, spring, you know, the oncoming spring season. And so, um, it's seed starting time and everything. And so it's just kind of along with that, um, connection of like physically eating the food. It's, it gives a lot for me anyway, it's just kind of like a, um, just a stress reliever being that like when I'm doing it, that's the only thing that I'm thinking about. I don't have, I'm trying not to like think about anything else, just, you Mm -hmm. know, focusing on the plants and it kind of gives my brain just like that rest it needs. Yeah, exactly. I remember seeing your garden last summer and being so inspired. Everything you grow (laughs) looks delicious. Thank you. It's just so interesting too, how it all like kind of stems from, you know, how we, how we, continued on life after HG and the things we developed to kind of get us through. And so I think gardening is such a really, is a really cool aspect of that. (laughs) It is. It is. Thank you. And I encourage anyone, you know, to no matter where you live, you know, no matter what kind of like space you have, because I started originally back at, um, we, we were, we were living in a townhome, an apartment, and we just had, um, I'm not good with like square footage, but just think like, you know, average back patio kind of size, just like slab of concrete. Um, And so most everything I grew was in pots and containers. So um, there's there's something that I think that anyone can grow anything. That's kind of what that's kind of what I believe my motto. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Um, I did remember my question from earlier. I wrote it down here. Okay. Um, did anybody else besides your partner know that you had, um, or that you were battling such severe sickness or that you were using cannabis? Yeah. So my mom knew my mom was, um, the next person that I told, um, with both. And then my, um, and hang on, let me think. With my first pregnancy, it was just my husband and my mom that knew. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With my second pregnancy, I was a little more, um, I guess I was a little just more open to like sharing that I was struggling. It's so funny. I don't know why we feel like ashamed. I mean, I know why, but it's it's, it's crazy that we feel, you know, so ashamed and like have, feel so shut off when you know, we need help the most. Um, but I, I, my in-laws did, <clears throat> my in-laws did know with my second pregnancy, um, because, you know, I had my first, we had a toddler. Well, I mean, he wasn't even a toddler at the time. I got pregnant with my, um, second son when my first son was like five months old. Oh, so wow. we needed, yeah, we needed a, a lot of help and I had to, 
basically, you know, like kind of humble myself and break down and be like, you know, this this is what I'm going through. Um, and I, you know, I need help. And they had, I remember one time, um, they met us at the ER so that they could, um, watch our first son, um, one time during an ER trip. So I think I remember that being like, um, a time when I had to, you know, kind of tell them like, you know, this is what's going on. This is what I'm going through. Um, and then I also later on told my, told my sisters, um, and that was kind of helpful too, you know, because I did later find out that it does often run, you know, in families. And I have, I have three sisters, so my the two that um, I'm closest to, and as far as in like birth order, um, I told them about it, um, and so just you know, so that you know they can be aware, you know, of it when if they ever you know, choose to get pregnant. And, you know, I would, of course, much rather them know about it and not need the information than need it and not have it, of course. Yeah, definitely. Are you the oldest? Um, like I am. Yeah. I'm the oldest. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Us oldest siblings kind of have gone through this HG thing. And luckily, I guess we're able to look out for our younger sisters who might go through it again. Cause like you said, you're right. There is a, there is a high chance if it, uh, that it runs in families sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh um so you've got two lovely boys. Do you yes. plan ever on having any more kiddos? I do. I mean I say I plan, you know, <laughs> you know how plans go sometimes. Yeah. Um with my third, because I had such traumatic pregnancies I was like okay I want to be I really need to be able to plan this out you know I need to be able to have kind of control on the front end um, of knowing at least like when I may possibly you know what time of the year I may possibly be getting pregnant like all these kind of things could really like factor into um what kind of care you need um and so that's another thing is just you know, having, you know, we talked about having a plan, but like, I really like, really, you know, need a plan. Right. Um, you know, and I know the HG, um, is it the HG moms, the Instagram page? Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I know. I know there's one um, account on Instagram that um, we both follow that has really good resources Mm -hmm. um, for HG and kind of breaks down, you know, like what a plan, you know, would look like as far as, you know, reaching out for support, when to reach out, knowing what kind of um, medications are available, knowing about, like one thing I didn't know about back then, but I will definitely plan on using in the future if needed is just like IV infusions. Now you, there are places like now you can go, um, that are not like in the hospital. So I wouldn't have to like go to the ER here. Um, yeah, I know like American, um, healthcare is like different, but I could just go um, to like a place, like a local place and get like IV fluids that way. I wouldn't have to like make an appointment with my doctor. I wouldn't have to like go into the ER and wait 
four to six hours and then get like a $200 hospital uh, ER bill every time, which is what happens. Yeah, that really Um, is the reality of it. Hey, like you have two choices, wait in the ER or book an appointment, which takes two. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you know, since I have two boys, um, I'm really, I really, 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 would like a little girl. Um, of course, we'll be, you know, of course, I'd be happy um, with whatever gender. And of course, knowing it's kind of hard knowing, like putting yourself, knowingly putting yourself through something like that. Mm-hmm. It almost se- like it almost seems, you know, crazy. And like I've been, t- you know, it's something my husband and I, of course, have been talking about. Um, and just kind of talking through, you know, my emotions on it of like, yes, I want another baby. No, I don't want to go through pregnancy. Like that's real. That, that's really what it is. Um, but I also don't want, like we talked about, you know, the surrogate route. Like would I ever consider that? Would I consider adoption? Um, which that's still something um, that we may consider later on down the road. But like as far as the surrogacy thing, you know, I've already carried I have already carried twice and I just feel like personally, I would feel like I'd be missing that, you know, that connection, um, yeah. j- you know, just, just with my personal experience. Um, and so, like I said, I would love to have another baby, um, but I ha- it's some, it's a mental thing that you have to work through to be like, Cause my husband always says like, you don't know for sure. And and I don't like, I could get lucky and, you know, not have HD again. And yeah. that would, you know, that would be amazing. But, you know, the ch- I know what the chance, I know what the percentage is. I know what the statistics are. And so it's better for me to, it's better for me to be prepared, um, you know, going in and, of course, like needing all that and then maybe not and not having to actually use it. But, you know, if I need it, I'd rather have the resource that, resources. I'd rather have the help, you know, set up. Um, and so definitely and that takes a lot of, you know, a lot of planning because it also takes a lot of money, unfortunately, um, in in our system. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, things yeah. like Things I've considered, you know, like a doula during, you know, during pregnancy, um, a house cleaner, you know, to come clean my house, you know, because that's the last thing I want to be thinking about when I'm, you know, puking every, you know, few couple hours or minutes. So extra it's just, expenses. yeah, it's a, it's a lot to, it's a lot to think about on top of just like a regular, I say regular, you know, but um, pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think having a game plan is so, so critical. And luckily there's a little bit more information out there now, which does make it a little bit better, but there's still not, you know, the, how to deal with this guide designed for every single person. And so it makes things tricky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, one more question. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that is 
such a such an important point to talk about is the being preparedness. And I think just the recognizing that it has the chance to happen again, because I think a lot of moms before didn't even realize that it could happen again. Like, I think a lot of them thought maybe this was just something that happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> having uh, a bunch of resources to plan for that next pregnancy is so important. I feel that so much myself because I'm in that same boat trying to yeah. And every day, honestly, every day it's like different. I'm sure you probably feel that like one day I'm like, yeah, like I want to have a baby today. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I'm like, hell no. Like I'm done. Like, like that would like mentally. And, and you know, it's not just thinking about you. It's like now you have other kid. you know, you have another child too. So you're thinking about the fact that um, you know, it has on your other children. Um, and, and that's really hard to think that, you know, you're putting, you're putting them through something, um, that maybe they don't necessarily have to go through. Yeah. It's always in the back of your mind, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) I know I was talking to some moms and I was like, what are some good toddler activities for, days where maybe I'm like in bed puking, puking, puking. (laughs) And we were like trying to brainstorm some activities. (laughs) Well, just yeah, Yeah. just lots of, I mean, unfortunately, like screen time limits, there's no limit on screen time at that point. Um, (laughs) But of course, there's also, you know, it depends on the age. Um, He was kind of, like I said, he was young. He was under a year. Well, he was he had just turned a year um, when my second son was born. So it was still like a lot of, he still needed a lot of kind of like one-on-one help. Um, But that was also a lot of time where I learned, I was on Pinterest a lot. So I was doing, learning a lot of like those kind of toddler, like at home activities. Like, um, yeah, that was one we did that was really popular with him i'm trying to think lots of like well, anything with like saving toilet paper tubes or oh, like yeah. the pa- uh, paper towel tubes yeah and then because he liked to drive his little car trucks through and like make tunnels and stuff so you <laughs> get on pinterest there's yes. lots of stuff. <laughs> totally i love that <laughs> yeah dealing with hg and having another one at home is oh it's another level that's for sure <laughs> it's a it's a nightmare but you'll you can make it work that's right we got community now and other moms we can ask questions too which is so so good and the first time we've ever had this has been the past like two years which is good yes yeah so thank you so much for sharing your story and talking with me today um thank you Tori I'm so glad this is really like my first time I ever have oh my um gosh. Especially, you know, just kind of sharing like the emotional side and then, you know, especially the cannabis use side of it, you know, with anyone other, although I, with other than my husband, um, I don't think my sisters knew, my sisters did know later that I um, used cannabis while I was pregnant. Um, And they, and I mean, they were like understandable um, or understanding of it. So um, at first, at first, I was a little nervous, but yeah. I had no reason to be. Yeah, it's. A- HG moms are some of the bravest women I know. We were built from darkness and had to rise above. 
we were given little help, resources, or community by those in charge of our care, but we created it ourselves once we could unite through the internet and tell our stories, where we could tell the truth about plant medicine and surviving HG.